0: Yeah!
1: josh williams and welcome to the one man podcast episode number 40 for wednesday february 14th 2018 hi everybody happy valentine's day welcome back listeners welcome new listeners we got a, a bunch of stuff to talk about today uh i mean obviously we start off by saying happy valentine's day to you guys i am recording on tuesday as always but uh, you're listening on valentine's day the day of love and uh financial hardships for men uh <laughs> i uh i saw a movie this last week I started my new job uh you know I got reconnected with somebody uh you know a little bit and uh you know of course later on I'm gonna you know shout out the sponsors and read your emails guys so uh without further ado why don't we just jump right into uh this week's episode um last week I had a chance to sit down Wednesday right I always start Wednesday's the day this came out that was the first day I had things going on I uh sat down with my buddy Jeff McKay uh, Jeff and I have worked together so many times, as I've mentioned to you guys in the past. And of course, if you've listened to, uh, the interview episode that came out last week, uh, you know, that we're, uh, we're pretty close, uh, dudes. Um, so I, I, was, uh, I had an opportunity to sit down with Jeff. We recorded, uh, what seemed like no time at all, a two hour, uh, long interview. So if you guys haven't had a chance to hear that one yet, uh, I strongly recommend listening to that. That's just one of my, uh, I would say closest friends in comedy, just in the sense that we, we work together so much. You know, we, we've done shit shows, so many shit shows together, um, and some good ones as well too. You know, we've been in competitions together and things like that, uh, show. I mean, Jeff and I are probably, we've worked together more than, uh, we've worked with anybody else. So, uh, he's my buddy, he's my dude and I, I love working with him. We had a great chat. Um, I was drinking through it and I, honest to God, I can't remember, um, the, the, the nuts and bolts of the conversation, but I just remember we had some, uh, good chat and not, not a whole hell of a lot of it had to do with comedy. So, um, but just to give you an idea of what it's like sitting in a car for two hours with each other, just shooting the shit, that that was a good sample of it. So, uh, check that episode. If you haven't had uh, a chance to do that yet, it was uh, a lot of fun to sit down with my friend and, uh, and just, you know, kind of chat. I, um, I'm trying to be more mindful of how much I say, um, too, because I know it's, uh,
0: you know, uh, blah, 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 uh, blah, 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 um. blah, uh,
1: and here we go again, but it's, it's kind of funny if I have no direction, which is kind of the way I live my life. That's what it's like standing, chatting with me for a lot of times too. It's just, uh, the the hamster falls off the wheel quite a bit. So I think on Wednesday after I was done recording with Jeff, it, you know, it was fucking blizzard out and whatnot. I had a spot at absolute comedy to do that night, but the weather was so bad and I haven't really put anything brand new together. So I was kind of like, you know what? I saw Kamara, I asked him if he wanted the spot. I know that he would make better use of it than I would. Um, and he's fucking Kamara's a workhorse, man. He's always working on new, new bits and new jokes and stuff like that. So I'm like, Hey man, you want to, you want to do this show? My spot at absolute tonight. And he's like, yeah, why don't you want to do it? And I go, I just, the weather's shit, I got nothing. I don't feel like going out in it. And he's like, sure. Cool. So not three minutes later, uh, another friend of mine, Nick burden gave me a call, uh, who I did a show with in Perth that I, I talked about in the last episode. Also in a snowstorm, <laughs> everything's fucking comedy in a snowstorm lately, but, uh, he called me and goes, Hey, what are you doing? And I go, not much. I just, just canceled my spot at absolute. And he's like, why? And I go, uh, I didn't feel like, you know, going out in this weather for just to do a six minute spot with no new material. And he goes, cool. Do you want to come do stand up for money? It's <laughs> like, what, where, well, yeah, what's the show? So I, uh, I actually ended up doing a show. That night anyways, when the universe wants you to do comedy, the universe wants you to do comedy. So I did a show at live on Elkin, uh, for, for Nick Burden. I hosted that. Uh, it was a good show. We had some great, uh, great local comics out. Uh, Logan Avery Cooper was on that show. Megan Honey was on that show. Uh, Heather Hurst was on that show. I think, no, Heather Hurst was not on that show. Heather showed up afterwards. We had not. So it was uh, Nick Burden headlining, uh, Megan Honey and Logan Avery Cooper with yours truly hosting the show. And, uh, it was kind of cool. It was just, it was, it was shitty outside, but the room was packed. We were having some, uh, some laughs. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else really fun. We in Jenga in Jenga, the green, the green room area, I, I should say. So between us on stage, we were just playing Jenga against each other and, uh, ow. Oh, that fucking hurt. I just whacked my funny bone on the mic stand. <laughs> went to scratch my fucking the back of my neck and and just up wham right into it. I'm a moron. Anyways, so yeah, we we played Jenga. Ah, oh, this is off. We're less than five minutes in and I've already hurt myself. <laughs> Said am a thousand times. And uh yeah, who knows. Anyways, that that was that was Wednesday. That was the beginning of the week. Uh, I did stand up comedy at that show. I'm trying to think if anything interesting happened. On my way back from that, I don't think so. I don't know why I feel like there was something interesting that happened. There wasn't. I was just slipping around in the snow. He, like for anybody who's not Canadian, it's hard to to describe what it's like fresh snowfall sometimes. But there's sometimes where just the this, this, the way the snow is, it's almost like you're trying to walk in butter. Like somebody's put three three inches of fucking butter on the ground, and you're just slipping, sliding, waiting for traction. It's disgusting. It's uh it's a giant pain in the ass. So anyways, I went out, went out and that had a great time. The show was good. Um, uh, um, sorry, I'm just making fun of myself. Yeah. I think I had a good time. <laughs> I think it's been uh, it's been a week now. I forget things very, very quickly. Uh, I do know that I was concerned about being out too late though, because Thursday I started my brand new job at the mobile shop and, uh, and that was so, what can I say about that? I started 10 o'clock in the morning at the mobile shop. It's the first day. I know I'm going to be doing a lot of training and stuff like that. Um, and I, I just, uh, the, the, the team was good. I met my two new coworkers, Camo and Samaya, uh, very cool people. We are the only three that work at this place and I am brand spanking new. Um, I, I went in there that day and it was pretty straightforward. I mean, it's quiet. I'm, I'm basically at a cell phone store in a grocery store. Um, in terms of traffic, it's, it's not very much at all. The, the work involved is not really a whole lot either. Like it's a small little hole in the wall store. Um, we do carry, you know, all, all providers. Um, I'm not, let's put it this way. I'm not going to turn this into the source thing where I'm just like, uh, unhappy with it. I think this is, this is the thing. Co-workers are great. The amount of work they want you to do, not that much but it is minimum wage and it is you only make money when you sell phones. And and now that I've been there for a few days, so again, I'm trying to give you an idea what it was like on the first day, but I've been there for three shifts and it really is very, very quiet. Um, you know, the, the whole idea is to just generate our own, you know, leads and opportunities and things like that and try to drive traffic to the store try to talk to the people who are coming through, getting their groceries, things like that. I ran into, you know, six or seven people that i knew in the three days that i was there you know just called them over and then after a while i was like you know what i'm going to stop drawing attention to the fact that i'm here <laughs> just in terms of just you know saying hey what's up to so and so getting their groceries right um i think that what i'm what i'm getting at though just overall is i think i'm done with sales um a uh, great great place and again great people that i'm working for and with i just uh I just, my heart's just not in it as much as it's something I've got tons of experience in. I think I'm just getting tired of learning like all these new systems all the time and just, just living mentally. When you're in sales, you, you live it all the time. You know, you learn the products, you learn the promotions, you learn how to stack promotions, you learn how to find the best deals and discounts and things like that. And, um, it's, it's not super difficult, but it's constantly changing, So what was on sale today is not on sale tomorrow. And these phones on this carrier on, on sale for this price. And then you can stack this with that discount and yada, yada, yada. And then of course, and then in a moment it changes. And here's the thing with a lot of that stuff, because cell phone stuff is changing so much. And so often, um, it's the system doesn't always keep up. So in the small amount of time that I was there, I did watch my, my colleagues jump on the phone a lot and call, you know, channel care and, and help numbers to, to get things sorted out and stuff like that. And, um, I just, uh, I'm just not looking forward to getting back into that, you know, and I I hope I don't come across as bitchy or complaining. I think that I'm just, you know, I, I was incredibly fortunate that a good friend of mine. Uh, was chatting with me while I was at the source and goes, Hey, come work for this company. If you want to just do that kind of stuff, just come work for this company, get yourself out of the retail environment. And then uh and now that I've been here for a few days, like I said, it's not brutally difficult or anything like that. I just think my heart's not in it. I think that I, I freed myself up from the source because I wanted to focus more on comedy. And um and who knows, maybe I'll be happy here three days a week and maybe I can sp- you know, take the time outside to, you know, talk to people. Of course, anybody who's in the auto area who needs any kind of, you know, assistance with mobility with any provider, give me a, give me a call or a message. Like I'm more than happy to help you out. Like I'll I'll take care of you. Um, but I think in terms of just, you know, living and breathing that sales thing, like that's, forgive me if I'm beating a dead horse or, or, you know, telling you guys shit you already know, but You have targets in sales. Your job as a salesperson is not to just, you know, go in and if someone needs help, help them. Like that's the, you know, the, the, the face that we put out, Hey, we're here to help if you need us. But at the end of the day, when you're working in sales, like you have targets to hit, you have certain amount of, you know, upgrades to do a month, a certain amount of new activations you have to do a month. Um, you know, a certain amount of, of warranty that you have attached and accessories and things like that. And the idea is that if you're not hitting those targets, um, you know, they have a chat with you and say, Hey, you know, you're going to need to start hitting this sooner or you're on the road. And it's not to say that that's the other, I've never really struggled with that, to be honest with you. Um. But the truth is the reason I haven't is because whenever, like you basically break it down and figure how how many you have to do in a week or how many you have to do in a day or whatever. And the idea is if you don't hit your target for a day, like you kind of go home and the other day go, shit, tomorrow I got to do twice as much, you know? I hit zero today, now tomorrow I have to do two, you know? And then that next day comes, I guess like what I'm saying is you take that shit home with you because you're always like, fuck, I didn't I didn't do what I'm supposed to do to keep my job. Like a lot of people have that, you know? There is, It's a job security thing, you know? So whatever Uh, the the point that i'm making and i won't go into it too much is that i'm i'm just starting off at the mobile shop and i'm so far it looks a little quiet but that's fine again i'm not i'm not stocking shelves and sweeping and mopping floors and selling batteries all day and yada, yada yada like it's it is much nicer and more relaxed than the the source was i guess it's like i said i'm just i'm starting to do all the training and stuff again and i'm seeing how much you know i guess i'm worried that that uh you know, in my old age, I'm going to have you know my scatterbrainness that you guys put up with on a regular basis in the podcast. Me trying to you know remember little points I said, or starting to tell stories that branch off in a bunch of different directions. I'm just uh, I'm just worried about having to remember a bunch of different things that are changing on a daily basis. You know, it's just uh, it it definitely triggers my my neuroses and my anxiety. You know, so because people aren't fucking how you, you make a mistake, you tell somebody they're getting something for one thing and then turns it to the next. I don't know. I, again, I've never really struggled with that. I think it's always been more of the fear of making a mistake than actually making one. But at the end of the day, I don't want to be doing something that's, that's basically making me afraid all the time. So, um, I'm enjoying everything that I've experienced there so far. I've enjoyed, I guess I'm just, uh, I guess I'm just a little, uh, worried and concerned, but anyways, onward, onward and upward with the podcast. And of course this job, and, and I'll tell you guys more, uh, you know, as I, as, as it goes on, um, I, uh, had a chance to sit down and by sit down, I mean, uh, spend a little bit of time with my mom. Um, my mom's a crazy workhorse. She works for the government and she, she works from like 10 o'clock in the morning till more, more often than not 10 or 11 o'clock at night for the government. And that's way too long a story to tell, but my mom's a workhorse and she stays late at work all the time. And I remember at the end of my first day, um, I was sort of just puttering around trying to absorb as much as I could. Um, I don't know if you guys have that. I mean, I, I don't know how often you guys are starting new jobs, but whenever you're learning something typically, you know, any kind of retail environment or whatever, they, they tend to like just overload the shit out of you with stuff. Like my, that's, that's another thing too, is my colleagues are, are very familiar with the system and stuff they're using. So when they show me, they're just click, 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 click all over the screen and I can't absorb it you know? And so by the end of the day, I, I use this metaphor all the time when people are training me stuff, I go, my brain is a sponge, but there's only so much water. A sponge can soak up before you have to let it sort of dry into the sponge because you can just, you can just try to soak up more. You got to squeeze other shit out to soak up something else. So, you know, um, my sponge fills up, you know, relatively quickly, you know, you got to give it time to dry. So that's, that's where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm in the sponging process and it's just, uh, you know, I think they want me to sponge up more than I can in a day. And, uh, you know, I'm not ashamed of how small my sponge is. <laughs> so, um, basically, uh, to, do, to, do, to, do, to, do, to, do, to, to, sorry, I'm getting text messages here. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I, I decided at the end of the day, I was just like, all right, I, I want to kind of, you know, veg a little bit. And I haven't done that in a while. I called my, uh, my workhorse mother to see if she was at home or still at work. And I think I picked her up from work. And, uh, we actually went to go see uh, a movie It was her idea. She was just like, you want to go see a movie or something? I'm like, sure, let's go see a movie. We went to go see, uh, the greatest showman. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that movie. It is a movie movie that came out in December. I hadn't even heard of it until late in January, but, uh, it's a movie about PT Barnum. PT Barnum is, uh, the, I guess the ring ring ringmaster of the, uh, you know, the greatest show on earth, I believe they called it, which was like big, you know, sort of f- uh, freak show circus show kind of thing. Um, I don't know what the proper, you know, term of what they called it was, but, uh, effectively it was like one of the, the greatest, you know, the, it was, it was called the greatest show on earth, which later became, I think Barnum and Bailey's, uh, you know, circus, but in the, in the story of this, it's, it's a musical and I was aware it's a musical. Um, I don't mind musicals guys, but I do find that some musicals, there's not enough of a break between the songs. You know, there's some good songs, but when they're singing like every 30 seconds, I like I can I can tell you, I I can count probably four or five times in the movie where one song ended. And then there'd be the next
0: scene. And someone's like, Hey, how are you? Da-da-da-da. It's been blah, blah, blah. I
1: know a time like, and they would just start singing it. I'm like, Oh, for Christ's sakes. Like, Give me one or two minutes to, to fucking just give drive the plot forward. But I don't know. It was a, it was a really good movie. It's basically about the, you know, uh, PT Barnum, who, you know, was a, a young man and just wanted to, you know, big dreamer, wanted to do more than, than his life was at. And, uh, you know, just, just dream big of, of being a showman. And obviously, uh, you know, uh, since he's, you know, in the records of history or whatever, <laughs> a very, uh, notable performer, and uh and and ringmaster uh was very successful at it um it was a it was a cool cool movie like i said musical uh very visual uh so it was it was Hugh Jackman who played uh, PT Barnum uh Michelle Williams i think is her name was in it i was going to say Vanessa Williams it's definitely not Vanessa Williams but Michelle Williams was in it um zach Efron was in it Zendaya was in it i don't know much about her but i know she's big in musical stuff she was uh she played uh i think Mary Jane in uh what do you call it uh, Spider-Man homecoming. So it was good. What can I say? It was a musical. Everybody's performance was great. It was very, very visual. It was a fun movie. So again, if you don't like musicals, you're going to, you're going to murder somebody, you know, uh, in this movie, cause it's going to drive you fucking crazy. I, I don't mind musicals. And I was a little like, all right, I'm not give me more time between singing. Um, but I had a good time. It was cool spending time with my mom and, uh, I enjoyed the flick. I enjoyed the flick. So if you haven't, <laughs> like, I, I'm always like, Hey, I got a review and I'm going to talk about it. I don't really go into movies too much because I don't, I, I feel like I don't want to spoil them. So again, I'm still waiting for feedback from you guys to, to let me know. Do you want me to talk more about the movies that I, you know, I've seen trying, I trying to give you guys like a little spoiler free, like, Hey, here's what I thought of the flick. Or do you want me to just flat out be like, all right, here's the movie. Here's the things that happened. Like, of course, like all flicks, everything doesn't go great. Like, I remember sitting through the movie at one point going, okay, like, where's the conflict happening? Everything's just going too well for everybody. Um, and even when there was conflict, it wasn't, it wasn't huge. So I would imagine the real story was probably a little more rough around the edges than, than the, the movie led on, but it was honest to God, it was a good flick. It was a good flick. I enjoyed it. If you like musicals, you're gonna be thoroughly, thoroughly pleased with this. Um, if not, then, then just avoid it, you know? You can see Hugh Jackman in other roles other than Wolverine. <laughs> and I, I guess not that anymore. Right. Cause he's retired, but uh, yeah, I got to see the, uh, the greatest showman. It was a lot of fun back to work Friday at the mobile shop. Right. And like I said, just, just learning stuff, having a good time with my coworkers. I do have a funny story about Friday and I'll tell you guys about that a little bit later on in the, uh, in the show, but um, after, afterwards, I went to my brother's house and played some board games on the, on Friday. My, my mom is also over there. She was telling me on Thursday, she was like, you know, I'm going to your brother's house tomorrow to play board games. If you want to, if you want to come by. And I was like, eh, I don't have any plans. Why not? And, uh, what did I play? I played some new games. Uh, my brother's great at that. He's got a big collection of board games and he's always introducing something new. And like I said, like, uh, I, i find myself with not too, too much spare time, but it's kind of cool having so many roommates and people over to the house because a lot of the times they're just like, eh bring something down. And, and because I keep getting introduced to these new you know board games, it's hard. It's nice to do something social. I I like playing video games. I haven't played video games in a while, you know? And so when you know, people are over and it's like, Hey, bring down, uh, bring down something for us to play, Josh. It's kind of cool. And again, I'm, I'm introduced to these by, by listeners, uh, you know, like my friend, Chris and by my brother. So anyways, Friday night, whenever I played some board games, played a, a very cool board game called, I guess a card game really called, uh, beastie bar is what it's called. And effectively it is like a a club or a bar and there's a front door to said bar. And then there's a bunch of uh, animals that line up at the door to get in. So it's called beastie bar because you got like lions and crocodiles and hippos and giraffes and everything like that. And, uh, you know, it takes, you take turns going around the the table and some, everybody picks an animal that they want to put in line. But, um, at the uh, I guess there's like there's an entrance to the bar and then there's like kind of like the back alley. So I guess that's like the go fuck yourself section of this game or whatever. But long story short is you got the door on one side and you got the back alley on the other side, and the lineup goes, you know, towards the door. So everyone picks the animal, puts it down. But every animal has something that they can do. So for example, the lion automatically goes to the front of the line because he's the 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 king of the pack or whatever. Um you know, there's like crocodiles that eat every animal under a certain number because there's the crocodiles Then there's animals like the hippo that pushes past everybody except for the lion or whatever. They move themselves right to the front. So it's kind of fun that the strategy of the game is to basically play the right type of animal that does the right type of thing at the right time. Um, and then of course, like, you know, once I think once you get five animals deep, the first two go in, the one at the back gets booted out and then the other two shovel to the front all to be done again. And, um the, the objective is the, of the game is to see whoever gets the most amount of animals into the bar. that's it. Super easy. Uh, had a lot of fun playing it. We played a few rounds of that. Mm. And, uh, it's one that I tried to find online, but it is not currently available, Uh, at least from the, the, the sites that I went to. So I recommend that game. It's a nice, simple, easy one. There's no dice. There's no boards, anything like that. It's just dropping cards. Um, and then we played Chinatown, which is also out of print that one i can confirm at least from everything i've read that it is out of uh you know oh we got a call from jason we'll take our live call right now on the podcast and see what jason has to say hey jay i'm recording the podcast what's up oh sorry what time are you going to i was planning on going as soon as i'm done when are you done i don't know i'm there. recording right now you're making you're taking longer right now i don't know i would say at least half an hour Okay. That's 20 minutes from now. (laughs) That's, that's the kind of acknowledgement that I get from, uh, my roommate and whatnot. Oh, we're getting all sorts of fucking messages coming in here. Why is it that people only want to talk to me when I'm recording the podcast? All right. Uh, just kidding. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, we're going to go for, uh, for dinner after, uh, after the podcast here, it's Tuesday night. So anyways, yeah. Chinatown was a game. I, uh, I played with Aaron afterwards um, his wife, Alexandra, and my mom, it was, it's kind of fun. It was, um, it's basically one where you're developing an area of Chinatown and you're, you're buying up, uh, you know, lots and then you're building on those lots and, and you get money from it or whatever, it just, just simple, but, uh, a lot of fun can't get it. I'm going to tell my brother from now on to, you know, before he shows me a game, make sure that it's still available. Um, I guess the thing with board games and I'm probably going to be wrong, but uh, at least from what I've seen, there's a lot of games that come out. And they're popular for a while, but they don't print a whole lot of them because again, board games are still kind of niche and they're not like Sorry or Monopoly where they've got a hundred years of notoriety. And I'm, I'm sure that, you know, Sorry and them are not that old, but you know what I'm saying, right? They've got decades upon decades of people who know who they are and they were popular. And there's still tons of people who think that, that if you say board games, they think that you're talking about Sorry, Scrabble, Monopoly, Snakes and Ladders, like that, that early shit. So I guess the bigger companies don't, print as many of them because they're not as popular so they print them and then in order for them to go through i guess another round of printing or publishing or whatever the fuck they call it um there needs to be enough interest in it so you know games go out some people get a hold of them they're either popular or they're not but you go to buy them yourself later and they're, they're out of print so anyways chinatown out of print and i can't seem to get my hands on beastie bar right now but i had a fun time playing both of those and, uh, Saturday, same thing back to work. I, uh, came home and I ordered some board games, right? I was looking through the catalog. They should be coming on Valentine's day. So I will be single and alone on Valentine's day, but I will have a big box of nerdy shit show up at my door from uh, Canada post, which will continue. I would imagine to make it harder for me to find a woman <laughs> only in the sense that, uh, having a big stack of board games kind of makes you look like a nerd. Uh, as well as many other things I have going on, but, uh, i <laughs> basically pushing away. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. There's lots of people who love board games. So I don't give a fuck. There's, there was beautiful women out there that would love a mildly funny, mildly attractive, goofy board game, enjoying dude. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, there hasn't been a whole hell of a lot of stuff, um, in the last week in terms of anything unique, like I said, I started the new job. Um, I also did play, you know, Hey, board games. This is really just turning into the Josh plays board games podcast. I'm going to need to diversify my shit. Um, played, uh, played Roll for it with my roommates on Saturday night when they came home drunk and I won money off them. That makes board games fun. Uh, we played roll for it, which is just roll dice and, and collect cards, but uh, but we played for money, and I won, cha-ching! So that was fun. I basically felt like we were in a back alley rolling dice, like one of those old old games. But uh, did that it was fun. I remember on Sunday, I basically just did some errands. It was kind of cool to have a, a full day off. Um, I'm never off right. Just like a lot of you guys, you know, you work Monday to Friday, nine to five, which is fine. But then Saturday, Sunday, that's when you got going to do all the house shit and uh, run the errands and the this and that. So, um, I'm just glad to have a full day where I don't have to do anything, you know, to, I, I can do what I want at my pace. And I did that on Sunday. In fact, I even came back after going to Costco and buying some more uh, storage shit. Uh, I came back and I, uh, I reorganized my little piece of this world, which is my room you know, I don't have a whole house or anything like that. I just got me, my room, but it's big. And, uh, I got all my stuff in here. So every now and again, it needs to be uh, a little, uh, organized just to make things run properly. So I, um, I did that, that felt great to just get all my stuff in and, and, uh, and organized. Then of course on Monday I did, uh, I did an event for what's a thing called ESAC, which I couldn't even tell you because all day long, I kept asking people what it was and they would just refer to it as uh, an acronym, but It's a government, uh, section. So no wonder they just kept referring to it in the acronym. God forbid anybody learn what these departments are, but maybe that's part of it, right? You figure out what the fuck their acronym is for. And then you go, this isn't a thing. You guys are just wasting our money. So I did another promo gig, which is where I shine. So nothing, you know, not, not anything crazy to learn in terms of the, uh, what can I say? The, uh, the, the, the training, right? I can do training. I can read a few PDFs and stuff like that. No problem. Didn't have to go through hours upon hours, upon hours of, uh, you know, training videos. And here's what harassment is. I'm 35 guys. Do you know how many fucking workplace harassment training videos I've seen in my fucking life? Um, so it's one of the reasons I like doing the promo gigs is that, you know, they, they train me on a subject show me the product that we're gonna be promoting. And then I just get to go have fun with the public. And so I was back doing the PlayStation VR. It was just for one day. It was for members of parliament. It was at a big thing, like I said, called ESAC. Don't know what the fuck it is. Google it if you wanna know. I'm sure it's on the web somewhere. And, uh, basically putting members of parliament into virtual reality. Right. But there was a lot of other exhibitors there. So Xbox was there. Uh, EA was there. Ubisoft was there. Nintendo was there. A bunch of little, uh, small independent companies showing gaming stuff. And of course, uh, us, Sony PlayStation was there. Uh, and I basically had a good time. I mean, we had, it was open bar. There was, uh, there was food catered, everything like that. Uh, and people were playing video games. It was a great time. We set up at one o'clock in the morning or sorry, one o'clock in the afternoon, um, and, uh, we started, the event it was like from 5:30 till uh, eight o'clock. It wasn't long at all, but it took us the day to get all of our, our booth and everything set up and ready for people to play. Had a good time. Uh, met lots of people got to, you know, have some good conversations, uh, stuff like that. So, um, it, it was a good day overall. Now we did have one thing that drove me fucking crazy. And I will say this, <sighs> well, there was a person showed up. I'm just trying to make sure I'm not a prick about it. Okay. Cause then I just turned myself into the bad guy. I was there with uh, two Sony reps. They were actually employees of Sony. One of them was the Ottawa rep for Sony. The other one was the, like the Montreal head of the country training guy. Um, Those guys were cool. They worked hard. They gave a shit. Um, You know, they, they, they did their job. And then I was there with another guy, uh, Khalifa from, from Splash, the marketing company that I work for. And uh, we, we were just basically support dudes just to to handle the crowd or whatever. This woman showed up and she said she was with ESEC. I don't think that she she may have worked directly for Sony or she was Sony's representative at ESAC again, whatever the fuck ESAC is. Um, but uh, effectively she shows up once we've got all of our towers built and the, the PlayStation's everything like that. She shows up and she starts going, Oh, can you just turn them like over this way? Cause we're, we, you know, so people can't really see us when we, when we come in and we're talking turn, like, like one foot. Turn, turn the single foot. Well, guys, they're giant fucking walls with TVs and Xbox or, uh, and playstations and cords and VR helmets. Like you can't just take something and turn it a foot because you don't like the way it looks. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it doesn't look ideal, but this is the way that it's set up. And this is the way that it's the most functional, you know, I'm sorry that you come in here with like, like you're an interior designer and just look at something and go, ugh I don't like how it looks. Can you make it look like this? I think that's, that's what bothers me. So like, I'm just gonna, I don't, I don't even remember her name, but if I did, I wouldn't say it. I'm not trying to be a piece of shit, but in my years with everything that I've done, promo stuff, when I was an electrician, um, you know, working in retail and stuff, the amount of people, um, that come in and have no idea how shit is set up, how it runs, how it has to work, but then just come in with this, um, um, It's just, I just don't like how it looks. Can you just turn it a little bit? Like, can it's, can that just happen? And uh, the frustrating part is like, fuck, do you even know how this is made? And for like the let let's just start with the, the, the most frustrating thing off the bat, where the fuck were you when we were setting it up? You know, you knew what time everyone was coming. You knew what time was set up. So you show up after everything's done and decide, eh, I don't like how it looks. Can you change it? You know, it's like, well, do you know how much it goes into changing it? Like some things just can't happen. When I did electrical, people just wanted things to exist, power things to exist that, that, you know, with no power cords or anything like, well, that's how fucking power works. It has to be plugged in. Like it is a wire has to be run to it. You can't just have this looking like that. And there's no wire run to it, you know? So that was the problem too. It's just, I find a lot of people are like, I don't know how it works, but just, just do that. And you tell them like, look, we can't do that. That's just not how it works. And they go, ah, see, I just, I just really want it to look like this. And you're like, were you listening to what we just said? That's not an option. Okay. Like that's that you can't do it that way. You know, we can compromise. We can, what if we tried to do this? Yeah. just, just, can you just turn it though? Like, just, just, just try it. Like anyways, I, I, that'd go on and you guys think I'm just fucking complaining, but, but the idea is it's, it's drives me bananas. And I know that, that Jimmy and Mika, because they've worked in the trades and some of my other friends too, Chris worked in landscaping and stuff. I just, sometimes people just don't get that. Like, look, we're not trying to not give you what you want. It's just that that can't fucking happen. Like, you don't think we have eyes. You don't think we would know what would look better too. Like we agree. Yes. That would look better. Guess what? Not fucking possible it's not practical it's not safe it's not you know just because you think it looks good doesn't mean that that's that's just it's just that simple oh we never never occurred to us that it's not pretty enough anyways i digress so we fucking we we ended up doing a shit ton of work to sort of get it to what she looked like which honest to god made no difference in the aesthetics at all it was just that this fucking bitch got to come and have her way sorry but it but pissed me off royally um Anyways, so as, as the event and the day starts going on, she keeps showing up to like nitpick little things, you know, like this is still during setup. The event has not started yet. We're just, we're just doing setup. And then she's starting to, um, is it possible to just do this and guys make sure you don't do that and just make, don't, don't say anything like, listen, if anyone talks politics to you, don't say anything political. I go, look, it's the same as when I do this in a mall. I go, no one comes up to me and go, I'm sorry, but, uh, what did, uh, what party do you vote for? I go, I'm going to come up and say, look, you guys tried PlayStation VR before you want to give it a try. Here's the game's we have. I'm going to talk about what we're doing. I don't give a shit about them, what party they're with, anything like that. Just trying to do my job here. So I go, don't worry. The event starts and, uh and, and everything's going fine. She's, she's got herself all dressed up to mingle with people. Right. So again, we're all working hard. The, uh, the bartenders come out and the food starts coming out. This woman starts going over to the, the, the bar and the food, getting all the stuff. Doesn't ask any of us who are working if we need anything. Okay. So again, after pu- punch, like, you know, pushing us around and making us change everything, there was no part of her. It was like, do you want me to grab you guys a drink or something like that? Can I get you anything in the meantime? Um, nothing of that. Uh, as the event goes on and we start building lineups for people trying it, she just walk up to me randomly and go, am um, Josh, uh, this is Mr. So-and-so he's the MP of yada, yada, yada. Um, he's next. And I go, okay. She's like, just make sure he's next. And I, I look back to the lineup and I go, um, sorry guys. Um, apparently this gentleman is next. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I give a shit about all these people who are there, but, but she's been chatting with them, having a little glass of wine and chatting and has decided that this person is going next. So I, I, you know, I, I did what I was told. I was a good bitch. Uh, she works for Sony and Sony's the client, but she was very, uh, very just some people are fucking disconnected and have shit social skills. All right. She was one of those people. So a few times over the course of the evening, she would just do that. Just interject and go, someone else was next. Not like, Hey Josh, how soon can we get this person in? Cause I'm going to take care of the people that she wants. But the idea that just, it made everybody else who is also important people. They're also, you know, members of parliament stuff to just, they're not as important as this, this person is. And she would just come over and just say things like, um, make sure you're not using words like uh, motion sickness. And I go, well, these people are saying to me, I get motion sickness. And I'm going, well, if you do happen to get motion sickness, I can't like, I don't know. It was just a fucking nightmare to work for her. She contributed nothing like that. No point. She would come over and like tell us uh, that our, our tape, like when we taped down the cord or whatever, that it wasn't like straight enough. She's like, can you just pull it up and just tape it down straighter? You know, it was just that kind of shit for no apparent reason. Again, not knowing how this stuff works. Like, no, that's the slack we have on it. We can't make it an L shape because there isn't enough cord to do that. It's going to have to be like a, a diagonal line. Apologize. Yeah, it's just, it just doesn't, is there any other way that you can just, you just pull another one or find it's like, fuck off. Right. So she wasn't working. She was criticizing the work that was being done. She was making our job harder by, by just cutting people in line for, you know, for, the, for, you know, keeping up appearances with these other people. Anyways, it was really frustrating. Um, and then when it was over, she walks up to, to all of us and, and says to, to, you know, the, Sony regional guy rep goes, so, uh, am I correct in assuming that I I can't really be of any use uh, to you guys right now with the teardown? And he goes, uh, no, actually we could, we could use your help. And she's like, oh, I just don't, uh, I just don't know any of this stuff, how it works or whatever. Um, so is that, I'm just gonna, I'll just go. And he's like, well, no, actually we have to carry this stuff out to the loading dock, whatever. We need somebody to stay here and watch it. Uh, while we do that to make sure that nobody takes any of this stuff. And she's like, okay, okay. And then we're all still tearing things down. She comes back like three minutes later. Like, is it just possible? Maybe we can get like one of the splash guys to walk watch it. You know? Cause I just, uh, like the, the organizers who were there were like, Hey, come with us for a drink afterwards. Like you and your whole team. And she's like, Oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. And he's like, the two guys who were running it. were like, I don't say they were attractive dudes, but I get it. Like they tall guys in shape. And she's like, yeah, of course, of course. You know, and then <laughs> I think like three minutes later, she's like, like, again, everyone's still tearing down. These guys are inviting all of the exhibitors to come and she's just like, um, yeah, can we just get like one of the splash guides to like stay and watch it? And we're like, we have our own stuff to carry out and whatnot. Like I can't watch their stuff. We're doing our own. And she's like, just because I just, uh, like I'm just hungry and I, I want to like, you know, go have a drink and something to eat with the, the guys. Like, you know, so just like, can you guys just do it? And then she fucks off. Um, anyways, I am so sorry for going on so long about that. Uh, absolute twat. Um, and I, and I'm not proud of myself for saying that, but I mean, just like if you guys were there, the body language, there's, like I said, some people just completely lack social skills. Um, clearly she was in a hurry to be social with everybody else was there, but had no respect or appreciation for the team of people who were propping her up right? So that she's able to have a nice product that gets shown off properly to posture for these people. Like you'd think that she would have our back a little bit and protect us. You know, like I said, even just be like, Hey, you guys are stuck here. Can I go grab you a drink from the bar? Fucking water. All right. I'm not like, Hey, get me some alcohol, but Jesus Christ, go get it. We'd love a drink. We're talking. We've been here since one o'clock. We were at Parliament Hill across the street from Parliament Hill in a building. There's no food. There's no washrooms. There's no Starbucks or coffee place where we can get a drink. And we've been there since one o'clock. You know what I mean? All of us mentioning how like we rushed and we've been working nonstop. Um, you know, so I guess just like the general lack of courtesy, wasn't a huge fan of, of her, to be honest with you, I mean, to be honest, I have only, I've only called her a twat for Christ's sake. So, um, I don't think she'll ever listen to this podcast, but in the event that she does, you can be damn sure. I probably won't be working for Sony again. Um, but I will say every experience I've had with Sony, the other two Sony reps were amazing. Um, everything I've done with splash with Sony, like I think Sony has been outstanding. Just this one particular member, um, did not contribute positively. She pissed everybody off. All right. So even the other guys who I won't name, so they don't get in trouble. Uh, they were really not happy with her. Uh, we all just wanted her to, to get out just to, to go away. You're not helping. You're making our jobs harder. Go away. Um, so as much as it sounds like I had a terrible time because of her, you just, I wanted to underline it. If you're that kind of person, you know, I know a lot of you guys that listen, but not every one of my listeners. And I know if you're that kind of person who only ever, um, Offers problems, not solutions. Like if she'd come up and said, Hey guys, I don't like how this works. Instead, why don't we run this like this? And we'll do that like that. Like if she got it a little bit, be like, cool. You don't like it, but you've got a solution for it. Instead of Just, I don't like it. Can you do it? And she was, here's the thing. She was going around to all the other exhibits and telling everybody to move their shit. So that people could see us from the front door. We were in the back corner and she was telling everyone to move their stuff. <laughs> I was going around to the exhibit. I go, like, well, don't worry. We don't like her either. I'm really sorry. We don't like her either. Um, so anyways, that was, that was ESAC. I did have a good time. I did meet lots of people that were fantastic. Just had that one human being who was making the day shitty for everybody else. Uh, came home. Uh, did I do anything fun last night? Not really. I played code name duets, a two-player version of code names with, uh, with Jason. We had a good time. We did not win a single fucking round. Uh, it was basically code names for two people, but you have like a certain amount of rounds you can do it in. And, uh, yeah, it was fun. We didn't win a single one. So that's, uh. That was my week guys, um, started the new job, saw a movie, you know, played, uh, played lots of board games. I'm enjoying having a little more spare time. It feels like, you know, I want to get working on some, some other shit, but, uh, you know, it seems like I got to stop with the late night board game stuff only because I seem to drink during it and not a lot. When I say I drink, I mean, like I'll, I'll have a drink, but it's counterproductive for the calories. Cause then I get fucking a little, a uh, little tipsy cause I'm not eating a whole lot during the day. And then I'm like, Ooh, what have I got? Oh, I'll have this thing of chips over here. I'll have a bowl of cereal. And then I go to bed. Right. So, which is the worst thing to eat right before bed. So, um, I do want to say that last week I messed up my information about Black Panther. I thought Black Panther, I, I was looking at the wrong week of the calendar, but I thought Black Panther came out last week. So I was like, I'm going to go see Black Panther and I'm going to skip a review of one of my books because I had to have the Black Panther review out the same week the movie comes out. Totally fucking wrong about that. So this week I am reviewing the Yin Yoga book, which is outstanding. I had a chance to read it and uh, and go through it and, and learn a lot of different stuff about it. So I'm very, very pleased to be doing that. Um, as well as uh, I saw something on on the internet a few days ago. I think it was like Friday morning or whatever about, about garlic and what garlic does to your body. I have since posted the video or one similar to it on my, uh, what do you call it? Um, um, not Instagram. That's the one I I couldn't get, uh, Twitter and Facebook. I have the video of, of like the effects of garlic on the body. So it was like, Hey, roast, roast garlic and eat six cloves of it. And here's the effects of love on your body. So I, I can't remember them all off the top of my head. Um, as you guys know, that's not my style. I am burping up garlic. I finally implemented that. So this is what I did. It's basically like, it's, it's anti-cancer. There's so many antioxidants. It purifies your system. It lowers like cholesterol and blood pressure. I was like, holy shit, that there's so many things to it. So when I went to work on Friday at the mobile shop, it is in a grocery store. I bought some organic cloves of garlic. Cause I'm like, fuck it. If you're going to do something good for your body, actually there was like a giant bag of garlic like where there was like 16, would look like 16 cloves in it for like three bucks. Or I could get three, not cloves, fucking bulbs of garlic, um, like 16 bulbs of garlic for like three, four bucks, or I can get three bulbs of organic stuff for three, four bucks. So I was like, well, I'm going to go do, do the organic stuff. And then there was a guy next to me. I go, look, that's a lot of, a lot of garlic for that much money. He goes, yeah, but I don't trust the stuff coming from China right now. And he's not the first person I've said that like, that says like the China, Chinese produce right now is, is questionable. Um, it, it could be pure ignorance on my part. Obviously I didn't stand there and go, well, let me fucking Google. I was on break. Uh, so I was just like, fuck it. I can trust the organic stuff. I hope. So let's go with the organic. And, uh, I was watching the video that was like, yeah, roast the garlic and have six cloves. And so I'm like, well, I'm, I'm stuck here at work. I can't roast the fucking shit. You know, the fucking shit, you crass muffa. Um, I was like, yeah, I'm going to just, I'm just going to fucking wolf down a a clove right now. I busted the garlic open. I peeled it, took all the stuff off it and just chewed and (laughs) chewed and swallowed a clove of garlic. Let me tell you, by the time I chewed it and it hit my tongue, I was like swallow. And I felt the burn. I was like,
0: oh my God, I've made a terrible mistake.
1: (sighs) I chugged some water. Felt better. I'm an idiot. That's probably why they make you roast it. Um, and I was like, oh, all right. Well, I'm gonna wait till I roast it to do uh any more of that. And then I think in the subsequent three to five minutes, my stomach turned. Because again, not eating a lot, so there's like almost nothing in my stomach. And I just basically pulled the pin on a fucking garlic grenade that I chucked down the rabbit hole of my stomach and just like, oh, I'm like, oh, Stomach turn. I thought I was going to throw up. I was like, oh, you just throw a giant clove of raw garlic into my stomach. Jesus. I, I just remember feeling like shit for like the last hour of my shift. <laughs> so that was stupid, but I have since roasted said garlic. I did that today and uh much better roasted. I got to say much easier. I just spread it on a piece of non bread. I took all six cloves, spread them on a piece of non bread, folded it in half. Yum, yum, yum. So we'll see. I'm going to do that for the next couple days. Uh, just have the six clove thing and, and, and ingest that and see if I do start to feel these wonderful, uh, health benefits that are, are said to be in, uh, in the garlic. But you guys check out the video I posted on Facebook and uh, Twitter, and you'll see sort of what it says about the roasted garlic. I'm not saying like, it's a brand new thing to me that garlic's good for you. I've always known it, but apparently to, to what extent, you know, and to just eat it as cloves, as opposed to like, oh, just shave a little garlic into your, whatever, you know? So I did that. I have been, however, today farting up a storm and it's very potent, which I'm most certainly attributing to the garlic.
0: So, um, (laughs) I've been smoking myself out of the
1: fucking studio. It's uh, it's brutal, brutal. But I think usually when you're, when you're farts are really, this is fucking pathetic. When you're, when your farts are really smelly, I think that means it's healthy stuff, right? That or you're dying. I don't know. So which is, which we'll find out, but I don't feel sick since eating it several hours ago. So, um, I actually, I feel sick every time I, (laughs) I feel sick every time I fart, I fart, smell it. I'm like, Oh God. But luckily it's not just the direct ingestion of garlic. Like, what a class act I am. You know, another thing that happened this week, guys, is my old boss from electrical reached out, found him, uh, well, he found me on Facebook. Um, I got his message while I was at work at the mobile shop and he was just like, Hey, Josh, uh, found you on Facebook and, and saw that you're doing comedy. It's great. I'm so happy for you. Like, like basically like a, a like a big, long reconnect, uh, paragraph thing of, you know, uh, that he saw this and he's happy for me and all this, which was great. It was really nice to to reconnect with Don. Um, and he's been sending me messages, uh, you know, over the few, few days following just to sort of let me know what's going on. But it, it seems like he's very, uh, supportive of the comedy thing, uh, so much so that he's sending me ideas of, of shows and YouTube, YouTube channels. I should start and, and things like that, which is very sweet, um, that, that he's so invested in, and, and, and supportive. The only thing is that I, I don't want to be a stick in the mud. My mom will s- you know, over the years was like, you should think about doing da, 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 da. And you should think about doing this. It's like, bitch, I, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I think of that stuff, but it takes a lot of time and effort. Like to do a YouTube channel. It's like, you got to come up with content. And as you guys know, I'm shit at that to just come up with an idea off the top of my head and start talking about it. It takes a lot of structure. You need to now be presentable in front of the camera. You need to have subject matter to talk about. Like it's a lot of organizing and then, and then there's even more editing to be done involved. There's all these cut takes and and chop takes and all these things. I don't even know what they're called, but the idea is there's a lot of shit that goes involved into YouTube and then you want to do a show. You need camera, but like you need a lot more crew than I need to be able to just do this podcast. Right. So my mom done. And then over the years she stopped basically pitching every idea. Like it's very easy for people to come up with ideas. They go, Oh, this would be a good idea. Hey, you over there, you should do this idea there. It's like, well, thanks. You know, I come up with ideas all the fucking time. I I'm aware of how many people or th- you know, how much work would go into just starting it off, you know, sort of to throw the spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks or whatever or throw it at the wall and see what sticks. So I, I appreciate that. So basically what's happening with, with Don right now is that he's, he's very excited and that's great. I mean, I mean it feels great that he's, he's interested in investing in the things that I'm doing. Um, the only problem is unfortunately that, uh, I, I can't really do all these things. Like he's suggesting that I make a TV show where I make, you know, movies and things like that. And, um, and I'm just, I don't have the capacity. I barely have the capacity to put together a mediocre podcast every week. <laughs> so it, it would be difficult for me to, um, to do some of the things he's suggesting. But at the same time, like, it's funny. Cause when mom used to suggest stuff, I would be like, like, no mom, like I can't, like, I can't do that. It's not. So it, I know that after a while, it probably made her feel like I didn't, I wasn't grateful for her ideas or things like that. It's just the truth of the matter is I just can't, I can't develop every TV show or sketch or YouTube video that other people think is a good idea. You know, people are like, you should do something, but that is the old saying is easier said than done. And I'm already, you know, uh, concerned about my, my level of free time. Right. So, like when I'm ready to start writing things and doing things, it's going to be comedy first. That's my first love, you know? So anywho, um, it's great to hear from him. And I, and I look forward to actually being able to have like a phone conversation and, uh, you know, and catching up with him. But I, I, this is a guy who he's pre future shop, pre tell us, pre stand up, all this stuff. We used to just work together doing electrical work. He, he taught me everything I knew about it and, um, and, and taught me a skill that I will, you know, I'll, I'll keep for the rest of my life. In fact, uh, on Sunday when I was running around doing errands, I actually stopped by my folks place to, to, you know, wire a circuit into the panel for them because my dad was, uh, I don't know what the hell he's doing with it, but he bought a, a, board or whatever, electrical board to put to some stuff on timers or whatever. So, um, so yeah, I wired in a new, uh, new circuit breaker for him, but something that would have cost a hundred dollars for an electrician to come and do whatever I can, I can do myself cost nothing. So except my precious, precious time. So, uh, anyways, um, that was, it was, it was a fun week guys. I really did have a good time. Um, and thank you guys for, uh, for listening thus far in the episode. What time is it, Josh though? What are you going to talk about next? Cause Know what I'm talk about next. I'm going to read you guys a wonderful article from my friends at partablepress.com. Uncle John's bathroom readers. And of course this week, uh, the, uh, the article comes from uncle John's bathroom reader tunes into TV Alrighty, I found an article called Weird Game Shows. And I don't know what inspired me to go with this particular edition or this particular article, but I read it. I thought it was funny and thought I would read it to you guys. So, Weird Game Shows. Here are some of the strangest game shows ever to air on American television. And I wanted to emphasize American television because there's lots of fucked up Asian uh, game shows. So, when you're like, I've heard way weirder than this. No, these are just the American ones. So, across the board from 1959 concept, two contestants compel, sorry, competed well, less than half a sentence is I'm already making fucking reading mistakes. The concept two contestants competed to see who could finish a crossword puzzle first. Have you ever watched somebody else fill out a crossword puzzle? It's pretty boring. Uh, lucky partners in 1958 host Carl Cordell read part of the serial number on a dollar bill players in the studio and viewers at home. won prizes that they had a dollar bill with matching numbers because of the large number of bills in circulation, there were rarely any winners on lucky numbers. Celebrity Bowling, 1971. That's pretty much it. Celebrities came on and bowled. Frequent guests included Telly Savalas, Roy Rogers, Bobby Darin, Carol O'Connor, and Sammy Davis Jr. Amazingly, the show ran for seven years and inspired a similar show called Celebrity Tennis in 1974. Uh, Balance Your Budget, 1952. Between segments by financial experts who provided budgeting techniques and home economics tips, housewives who were in debt competed to win a treasure chest full of cash, (laughs) Uh, trashed 1994. Ooh, we're getting closer to the current year in 1994. Contestants tried to answer questions correctly. If they didn't, the opposite team got to smash the losing team's prize possessions with a sledgehammer. That sounds horrible. Uh, the grudge match 1991. Real people came on to settle disputes or disagreements in a boxing ring using weapons such as an oversized boxing glove, uh, cream pies, and water balloons. At the end of the show, the studio audience voted on a winner. Uh, ESP in 1958 led by host Vincent price, two contestants were placed in isolation booths and experiments were conducted to see which person had stronger psychic abilities. After three weeks of shows in which no psychic powers were ever detected, it became a news show about ESP. It lasted only a month. And, uh, and that's it. Weird game shows guys. The bottom of the page running feet is incredible. Hulk producers changed Bruce Banner's name to David. Bruce was too comic booky for them. And that my friends was uncle John's bathroom reader for my partners at portablepress.com. You can find all sorts of different books that they've got guys, uh, all sorts of fun little things like that. That was just a one pager, right? So simple little reads that you can uh, read while in the bathroom. If you're a stinky, uh, library type kind of guy or girl. And, uh, You know, like I said, they got all sorts of different goofy things. I, I like the stuff that they have. I've got so many different books. You can find something that's specific to you. Ones that are entirely, you know, uh, space based, uh, nature based television, sports, whatever you're interested in. They've got a book very likely geared towards trivia on just that. Or you can just get their regular annuals, which have tons of different things in them. Um, and it's funny too, about that, uh, David Banner thing, right. They changed Bruce Banner's name to David Banner, because I remember there was, I was watching an episode of family guy. And he was like, "Say to me, David Banner, you're blah bitty, blah blah blah." And she's like, "David Banner, blah." He's he raw. He rips his shirt, and I go, "It's Bruce Banner. Why are they calling him David Banner?" So that's why in the show they changed it. Uh, and now I know. Now I know the rest of the story. It uh, it stuck with me for years afterwards. I go, "Why are they Why are they calling him that?" Anywho, um, it's so funny. It is now quarter after seven. You guys heard the phone call with Jay's. Like, I'll be there for seven. Then even didn't even acknowledge the fact that I'm fucking like, all right, we're still in the middle of the podcast, half an hour. I will give you twenty minutes. Isn't he generous? And speaking of Jason, uh, owner of Absolute Comedy, they are another wonderful partner of mine, uh, whose promotional ad I will play now. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for show times, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand up comedy from across North America. And who else are my wonderful sponsors you might be asking? <laughs> my partners at Summersby guys, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to seeing my my good friend Petter, the Summersby rep. He's going to be coming uh, by this week with a little little uh relief package, you know, another uh, supply drop. Looking forward to that, guys. And if you haven't had a chance to try Summers Bee, all right, the days are starting to get a little longer again, which is great. The sun is coming uh, coming up a little earlier, sticking around a little longer. Perfect opportunity to get yourselves a supply of Summers Bee for uh, when the weather gets nicer. We can start enjoying that summertime vibe again. I'm just saying summertime vibe in February. You know what the fuck I mean, all right? Start enjoying life. Pretend it's summertime. Get
0: yourself a Summers Bee. The sun gives life to the orchard. The orchard gives life to the apple. The apple gives life to Summersbee. Summersbee is a delicious sweet taste of sunshine imported across the ocean all the way from Denmark. The people in Denmark are smarter, and so are you if you drink Summersbee. (laughs) With flavors like apple, blackberry, pear, elderflower lime, red rhubarb, and a taste as regal as this fake accent, there's something for everyone to enjoy. And now you can try them all in the Summersbee Mixer Pack, available wherever fine beverages are sold. So go on and try for yourself the crisp, refreshing taste of Summersbee. Ah, your taste buds deserve it. Please drink resplendently. Oh, and we are back
1: right? And who's my last partner? It feels like someone is, is missing. Someone hasn't been talking about it. Oh yes. My great partners. I, I said that like I'm surprised. No, I was fucking building up to it. No, my partner's a DK guys. And this week I get to, uh, to read, uh, well, review a book that I am super, 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 super excited to start putting into practice again. Uh, this book is called Yin Yoga Guys Stretch the Mindful Way by Cassandra Reinhardt, who, as far as I can tell from the information is from right here in Ottawa, um, didn't even know that till today when I was, uh, you know, I was just putting it out that I was gonna be talking about this and I, um, I tagged her in something and it was like from Ottawa and I was like, what? So I, uh, I've reached out to her and, um, I'm going to see if maybe she would like to sit down and actually, uh, do an interview with me. Um, I'll chat with her, about sort of stuff, but for today it is merely, um, and, and no small merely, but, uh, but her yin yoga book, uh, from DK. So stretch the mindful way. And for anybody, so I'm just going to start by saying that when I was doing yoga, thoroughly enjoyed it. And there's lots of different types of, of, of yoga, different kinds of, of practices and things like that. There's the, uh, oh my God, I'm going to get it. Bikram Bikram is the hot yoga. I believe that's the name for hot yoga. I want to double check here to make sure I didn't fuck it up. Um, Cause you guys know me, I got my fucking watchdogs out there. Oh, uh, Josh, you said this is it Bikram is a Bikram show me. I remember seeing it on this page. Do, 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 fuck off. Whatever. Yes. Okay. It is Bikram. Yes. Okay. Anyways. Um, I, I enjoy the hot yoga. I like doing it. You sort of sweat more, get more out of it. Uh, just in terms of like a detox sort of thing. But, um, with yin yoga. Okay. Like if you're, if you're doing different kinds of practices, a lot of ones where you're standing up, the, the, the poses are not held as long and it's more about like muscle stretches and things like that. This is what I love about yin yoga. Okay. Because they, they call that, that other stuff, the yang yoga, right? The yin and the yang, but the yang stuff is, is more, it's shorter. It's stand up. Um, it, it focuses on muscles and things like that. The yin yoga is more, um, It's deeper stretches, but a lot of them are done from the ground. Like you're not, you're not trying to balance yourself up while you're doing them. You're, you're doing a lot of deep stretches that, that affect more of the deep tissue stuff, effectively the tissues around the muscles and things like that. Um, it, it teaches you sort of, for at least for me, it was, it was more helpful for me to really get into some of the more mindful stuff of yoga. And it sounds for anyone who doesn't, doesn't do yoga, it just sounds like hippie shit. It's really not like for a lot of people. They think that meditation is sitting around going om om. Meditation is is basically controlled breathing. Is learning to control your breath. And breathe deeper and longer and slower, like uh, slower in the sense that just taking in a long breath, but, but holding it deeper for longer periods of time and then releasing it. Like it's, it's learning to control your breathing because oxygen is the number one thing that your body needs. Right. So in order, you know, we all take, a lot of us take very shallow breaths and things like that over the course of the day. And, and your, your yoga practice is basically stretching your body and allowing oxygen into the extremities that don't normally get it. It's basically, it's very, very, uh, it's fucking awesome. All right. That's my crass review. It's it's all yoga's fucking awesome. And when I was doing different kinds of yogas, because the place that I went to had different kinds of classes, yin was my favorite class. Because for someone who's who's large like me, it is hard for me to stand up, you know, the whole time and doing these big long stretches and things like that. But with yin, I was able to really do stretching and things like that because a lot of the weight was I was sitting you know or or leaning or whatnot on the floor. So the, the, the a lot of a lot of the stretches are gravity based. You know what I mean? So you're able to, to do more. You're not trying to hold yourself. We're not fighting gravity to do them. So you're just sort of relaxing into poses and it's giving you these deep stretches. I loved the yin classes. And this book, what it is, is it gives you an idea of how to do... I don't want to say it gives you an idea because it, it t- takes you right through the practice, but it teaches you the difference between the yin yoga and the yang yoga, the other things that a lot of people are, are familiar with. It tells you about chakras and things like that, the different energies of the body and how to, how to sort of set up for them. It gives you all of the different um, basically all the different types of, um, uh, equipment that you're going to need. All right. So it shows you the different things that you need to assist you with some of the poses, because not everything people are able to do right away. You need, uh, assistance and things like that. There's straps, blocks, the types of mats and, and supports that you can get to basically be able to do these poses. And, and one of the things I love about yoga is they refer to it as a practice. And the reason being is that, Nobody's considered to have mastered it, right? It's something that you always practice to get better at. It's a very, uh, I think it's also a very inclusive term. So the idea is that it's not like you're, there's no, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it right. It's basically you're practicing. So you're doing the closest to that pose or whatever it is that you can. And you just practice on making it better and deeper all the time. Um, It it just teaches you this book also has a lot of information on, you know, um, the different cheese and things like that, uh, different parts of the energy, what kind of, uh, asanas you can do to, to work different parts of the body in terms of just trying to open things up and detox and to clear out, uh, cheese. Um, I sound like such a goof, but I I, fuck it. I love it. I really do love it. It's, it's even just when I was reading this and I'm like, I really do need to make this more of a priority in my in my life. And what's great is this book shows you all of the different poses or at least I shouldn't say all. That's there's there's always more poses. It shows you quite a lot of poses. Great great starting information uh, if you've never done it. And of course every one of them shows you how to make the pose easier. Okay. So if you're a beginner, there's a section on on each pose that will show you how to make it easier. And there's a section that'll show you how to make it uh, harder and a deeper stretch, which I think is great for every one of them to, to be able to go, if you're already a pro here's how you make it easier. Here's how you make it harder. Um, it's, it's an amazing starting book for someone who's looking to get into yoga. But of course, like I said, the, the yin yoga, this, the, it's certainly not simpler, um, Ah, geez, I, I, I can't think of a better word. I, I mean, to an extent it's simpler in the sense that, um, you, you can, you can, uh, yeah, I don't know. For me, it was easier because I, I could keep my, a lot of my weight, um, you know, not on my hips and on my knees and on my feet, I was able to sort of sit for a lot of them or lean forward. in a lot of them, like, again, once, once you have an opportunity to see the, the, the book, you'll know exactly what I'm referring to, but, uh, essentially rather than everything standing on your feet and balancing. Yeah, there you go. You take a lot of the balancing out of it. All right. Now it's just sitting and it's, you can focus more on the stretch and hold the stretching longer, but and what's great about this book is, is not only does it teach you the poses and things like that, but in the later part of the book, it'll actually give you different, uh, I call them routines, even though they're not, I'm just actually flipping through the book so I can get the name of sequences is what they call them. Um, I always call them routines, but the idea is they've got different sequences you can do. So what, what they do is they actually tell you the poses and then in what order to do them in. So it's different ones. You've got pre-workout stretches and beginner stuff, you know, anything from intermediate and you want to improve your sleep. Well, here's one, here's a, a sequence that's going to improve your sleep. You want to improve your energy, uh, you know, just different things like that, neck, neck and shoulder tension. You, you just basically, it gives you the, the, the sequence. And then you go back and you follow those particular poses. And then here's for how long, and everything like that. It's a, it's an outstanding book guys. Um, it's always great to have an instructor or things like that in, in yoga, because they can also help you too and and help adjust you or whatever. Um, if you're a very attractive woman, you're going to get adjusted and touched a lot. If it's a male instructor. Um, and if it's a female instructor, like most of the ones that I had, they know that I'm funny and they make my life very hard on me by, by pushing on me and stuff like that, but it was all in good fun. Um, no, I, I, I really am excited to do this again. And I don't even want to go into this too, too much only for the reason that I'm actually very hopeful that Cassandra, um, will, will, uh, sit down with me sometime and actually talk to me. We can actually get, uh, get a good conversation going regarding yoga. Cause, um, yin is my favorite guys. I c- can't recommend this book enough. I really can't. Um, you guys know, I love DK, but I just like everything else, the visuals are outstanding. So it takes a something that, that, you know, you may be interested in and it actually keeps you engaged. Um, one of the biggest things I love about DK, they're big on, on keeping people engaged. Um, so great book guys, Yin Yoga. Uh, where can I get my own copy? Well, you know, me, I take care of you guys go to, uh, the one man podcast, Facebook or page or, or Twitter. I have got a link on the, uh, on the thing there that will show you, you can get it at, uh, Amazon, uh, Indigo. Uh, I can't remember the other one cause I'm a giant piece of shit, but, um, it links right to the DK site guys and you can check, uh, click on whoever your preferred retailer is. Um, and of course get more information and see some pictures and stuff like that. I, I love this book. I'm excited to implement it. And, uh, and, uh, let me know guys, if you, if, if you, if you've done yoga, if you've done yoga, tell me contact at one Let me know what your favorite practices are. Maybe some of your favorite poses. Um, I know I've got friends who are into yoga. I may have already outed them on the podcast, but I'm going to, I'm going to not do it right now just in case, you know, it's something private for them. But, um, yin has been my favorite. And uh, I'm, I'm super excited to to get get back into it. And I know I'll be making use of this book, um, just in terms of the sequences alone. Uh, I know a lot of the poses, but you know I I wouldn't know what order to put them in, right? So if I was just practicing at home by myself, um, it's good to have this as a reference tool to be able to just go. Here's here's the orders. Here's what it is again. Here's how to make one easier. Here's how to make one harder, and uh, and just go from there. So super excited. Yin Yoga, guys. Stretch the mindful way from my partners at DK. And that's the sponsors for this week, guys. Um, in terms of, uh, what I've got coming up this week, uh, I'm running late <laughs> to go have dinner with, uh, with Jason and Dave, uh, my good buddy, Dave leaves for a cruise tomorrow. So, uh, he's going to go do that. And, uh, and we're going to go have dinner beforehand. So, uh, Jason, Dave, and I go have some drinks. Um, I am doing some promo for the LCBO this week. So I'm excited for that. Uh, I do have to read some online training for that. But uh, I'm excited. I don't even really know what the product is yet, but I will be uh, I will be smiling my smile and talking my shit to strangers in the LCBOs uh, across Ottawa for the next few days. Um, shy of Thursday, which uh, Thursday I will be back at the mobile shop, the only day that I work there this week, hanging out, learning some more stuff. And then of course, Thursday night, I am going to go see Black Panther. I've already got my tickets purchased. Big Marvel movie nerd, And, uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I don't really know a whole lot about Black Panther, but I will, by the time, uh, Thursday rolls around, because this week I am going to be reading the Black Panther guide, uh, the ultimate guide from my partners at DK. So that's this week. I will have that ready for you. So next episode will be my review of the Black Panther movie. And of course my review of the Black Panther ultimate guide from DK. So I'm excited for that. Um, it's gonna be a fun movie. It's gonna be a fun movie. I I, I super nerd out for these uh companies. I don't dress up or anything, but I enjoy, uh, I enjoy seeing this and I enjoy learning about a a superhero in the Marvel universe that I don't really know a lot about. I didn't know a lot about Dr. Strange. Um, I didn't know a whole lot about Ant-Man and, uh, I don't know a whole lot about Black Panther. So I'm excited to see the movies. It's already getting like crazy good reviews from the, the critics who've seen it. Um, the rest of the week is, like I said, doing LCBO stuff. And then the beginning of next week, back to more stuff on mobile shop. I don't have a whole lot mapped out, but you guys know me. Uh, things happen over the course of the week. Will I play board games and tell you about them? That's probably going to happen. All right. I'll try to keep it to a minimum, but the most important thing to me is, like I said, in in terms of this podcast, I want to make sure that you guys are out there and enjoying it. Um, I think I'm doing pretty good at being a lot less bitchy. Shy of that one tirade I went on about that fucking bitch. Uh, (laughs) I, I'm trying to be a better person guys. I don't like getting mad at anybody. I try to understand everyone's circumstances. I just, like I said, when it came to that chick, man, like if she was just socially awkward around everybody, like if she was socially awkward around us because she wanted to be good and then she was socially awkward around everyone running it, it I'd be like, ah, she's just, just, just weird. know how to talk to people, but she was such a lovely little tulip to all the people that mattered and her own team. She was such a fucking anyways, that that's what leads me to know when you can pick and choose who you're nice to, you know what I mean? That's when I go, you're a fucking asshole. You know, I don't, I, when I go to those things, I'm always nice to everybody there's servers there and there's bartenders, you know, they're hired, they're hired help. They're not the, the big wigs and everyone that everyone's trying to press, but I don't give a fuck. I'm nice to those people. Those people I'm first nice to first, nice to those are the people that I'm nicest to right off the bat because they're there to work too, man. Who, who doesn't like, who goes to work and is like, Oh, everything's just fun to be at work. It's not always fun to be at work, but at least when the people are around you are making it fun and, and treating you with respect and dignity, then that's a good thing, right? You know, it makes everybody's day go by faster. So then we have fun with the clients and the people who are trying things. It's just everything's good energy, right? Attitudes are contagious. You know, is yours worth catching? That's uh, That's the way I look at things, you know? It's just, let's have a good time. Let's try to make things fun. Like I said, I smiled and nodded. I was a good bitch while this woman, you know, basically talked down to me having no idea how to do the things that she was asking us to do. Like, I, like, it's funny. I know more than her. I'm better with people than she is. And I'm sitting there nodding and, you know, like,
0: All right, okay, I'll be a good bitch. You know, let's do it. Anyways,
1: um, <laughs> that aside, uh, I think, uh, I think it's gonna be a fun week. I'm gonna have a lot of good things. I do want to say a, uh, you know, off, try to put a little distance between that last note, but there is a, um, you know, there's a, <sighs> a very special lady out there. You know, that, uh, it being Valentine's day and all that I'm, I'm thinking of and you know, I've loved for, for many years and, uh, you know, I don't know if she listens to the podcast anymore. Um, uh, but if she does, I just want to say that, you know, um, I'm thinking of you and, uh, sending nothing but, you know, love and good vibes and just, I hope you're doing well. We don't, uh, everyone knows what I'm talking about. Um, we don't, we don't talk or anything like that, but, uh, but Valentine's day holds, uh, some particular significance for the two of us. Um, so I just, I just, if she's listening, I want her to know that I'm, I'm thinking of her and, and, you know, while, while we won't be together again, I I just say, you know, I love you very much. And I hope that it's uh, I hope that it's a good day for you and, and, uh, and what have you, you know, and of course to all of my listeners, all of you, I love all of you guys. And uh, I hope it's a wonderful Valentine's day for all of you, um, that you guys get to spend some time with the, the ones that you love. And, uh, if you're, if you're single, then just love yourself, find a way to, to, to take whatever money and efforts that you would have put into, to somebody else and just love yourself on this day. Know that you were an amazing person that I love you for being out there and doing your thing, you know, or fucking reach out to me. If you're feeling a little lonely, just go, Hey Josh, uh, you know, know your, know you're single on Valentine's day too. just wanted to send some, uh, some love and a, and a high five or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. I just don't want anybody to feel, uh, alone on Valentine's day. It is, it is capable of being a very sad and lonely day for, for some people. And, uh, I just don't want you to feel that way. I want you to, uh, to love yourself. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> I just thought how ridiculous. I sound, you get where you get what I'm putting down guys. I'm not going to talk down. You, you fucking, you, you're picking up what I'm putting down. So I hope Valentine's day is great for everybody. All right. That's what I'm saying. And, uh, as always, let me know what you're doing. Tell me what, what kind of things I'm missing out on guys. If you're listening, you had a good Valentine's day. If you're particularly proud of what you may have done uh, for your significant other, um, send me, send me the story. Tell me what you guys did. Tell me some of your creative shit that you, that you pulled, you know, did you, did you just buy the roses in the box of chocolate? Did you fucking phone it in? All right. I'm not going to shit on you for it. I just want to know. All right. I'm capable of phoning it in. I think that's, I think I call it a podcast. That's what I, that's me phoning in my life. <laughs> but tell me what you did. Contact at one man podcast.com. Tell me what he did for you. Tell me what you're planning on or what you did for her. You know, Hey, did she, did she do it for you? That'd be a fucking nice change. eh? you know, I know there's relationships out there that are like that. You know, the couples take turns. What a fucking progressive relationship that is. Uh, amazing. 2018, you know, if we're the, if we're the, the fucking, I don't know. (laughs) If we're the bad guys now, then just, then, then can we have it on Valentine's day? Can it be our day? Um, I'm just teasing guys. So I'm going to get to the one email that I got this week. Uh, it's from my buddy, Dave, who is, like I said, leaving for a week. Uh, if you guys want to send in your emails, contact at one man You already know this. Dave writes, people are absolutely the worst shit flinging apes when driving Josh, even though I'm a relatively new driver, just over three years now, I can't actually believe the level of selfishness and stupidity when you give the average homo sapiens, a motorized death cage of metal. Uh, I know there has been research done on the reasons why some blame male aggression, and their need to prove how fast they can run on the plains of some sub-equatorial continent. Jesus Christ, I don't know what any of that shit means. Uh, other others on the intricacies of the different uh, different brain pathways of the sexes. Uh, the amount of stupidity I've seen in my short and impactless time takes my breath away. By the way, I'm talking shotgun beanbag to the bare chest type of Transformers-powered donkey kick. Take your breath away. I assume, um, I'm a relatively safe driver, no close calls yet. Although I was slightly tapped in the rear end bump, sorry. Although I was slightly tapped in the rear end bump, uh, due to their balding tires on a wet road. Okay. The chest beating ape hominoid in front of me decided that one, sorry, 100 meters, wasn't enough room to come to a slow and gradual stop. They decided to slam on the brakes and cross three lanes of traffic because this alpha cocoa. Had to finish sexting his dick pics and almost missed his exit. I don't know how you knew what he was doing when when he was sexting his dick pics. Like, I'm pretty sure you just hate this guy. (laughs) Um, I'm always assuming that everyone else is either putting together one of those 5,000 piece foam 3D puzzles of their giant gaping assholes or keeping, or sorry, or busy taking a selfie with their completed masterpiece. So I'm always watching and wondering why slash how it's possible To forget that their own death boxes of folded, uh, sorry, forget that other death boxes of folded aluminum foil is bearing down the road at vine swinging speeds. Hoping they figure out that whole uh, driverless car thing shortly. Don't mind giving up my driving freedom if it was any less chance of meeting these belt loop missing self-absorbed in their Facebook feed mouth breathers. (laughs) Jesus Christ. They really should include an ancestry.com test to see if most are capable of having the responsibility slash luxury of operating a vehicle. Please to all you ape-like mongrels, put put down your iPhone, Big Mac, small cock, and remember to swerve into the concrete barriers to stop quickly so you can nest rubberneck at the horrific sight of a cardboard box slightly off to the side of the road. Hoping you guys can appreciate what this novice has to say. Besides you can't be the asshole who gets too comfortable working with dynamite. Right. Uh, thanks for that email, Dave. I don't know what the fuck you're saying there. It sounds like Dave is just super angry at other drivers. That's really all it sounds like. Like, I think that last thing about rubbernecking. So you're saying that people should just drive into the fucking pylons, uh, while they're trying to look over at a fucking cardboard box or whatnot. I don't get it. I just, I'm understanding from this that you are very angry (laughs) at other drivers, which may mean that your vacation and your cruise could not come soon enough. I hope to have you back (laughs) a lot less stressed out, but thank you for your email, Dave. I, uh, that's, that's fucking hilarious. Um, of course, if you guys want to send in an angry email, if you guys are mad at anybody, huh? Did you, did you get mad at other drivers this week? Did you have some, some PlayStation bitch (laughs) to undo your work, right? I don't know. Uh, contact the one man podcast.com guys. I'd love to hear. And of course, as always, if you guys are out there and you're listening to this right now and you have your phone within arm's reach and you're not already following us on Twitter or Instagram or have liked the page on Facebook or even subscribed on YouTube. Um, take a minute and do that. I'd appreciate it. Also, if you're listening on, uh, Google play music or iTunes, uh, if you have a moment to just, you know, give a five-star review, five stars, and maybe a little, uh, little written review, it really does help, um, the visibility of the podcast and, uh, and makes my life easier too. Cause the, the more people listen, the more my sponsors are happy and the more other sponsors want to come on board as well. So, um, thank you to you guys as always for listening, you know, I love you very much. Happy Valentine's day. Go out and have some fun. Can't wait to hear about uh, what you guys did for Valentine's Day uh, or didn't do, right? I'm around. Reach out to me. I'll make you smile. We'll talk to you guys next week. I hope to have a lot more fun stuff for you. Cheers.